From the News and Observer in Raleigh, North Carolina, I'm Jonathan Alexander. And I'm Jonas Pope IV. And you're listening to Sports Now. Welcome back to another episode of Sports Now. I'm Jonathan M. Alexander here with Jonas Pope IV. And we're here to talk about Jordan Adams. Jordan Adams is a four-star prospect, and he's signed to UNC football. He plays wide receiver, and he's also a baseball player. He is going to play baseball for UNC when he gets there, or so we think. Maybe, if he goes there. That's, that's, that's why we're here. Yeah, exactly. That's why we're here. The Green Hope, he's a senior at Green Hope High School. Um, like you said, four-star football prospect, was the number three player in the state. Only played one year at Green Hope. I transferred from South Carolina because, you know, his dad's the defensive line coach at Carolina. It was his first year, well, first year back at Carolina. Yeah. But um, Jordan Adams has a, has a decision to make. That's, what, that's why we're here. He's, he's also a very talented baseball player. Um, he expects to maybe play baseball at North Carolina if he goes to Carolina, that is. You know, he's, he's signed to a football scholarship, but he's also uh, committed to play for Mike Fox, the, football, the baseball program. The reason why we are talking about Jordan Adams, you know, not because he's a two-sport athlete, but because he's in the area and he has a decision to make pretty fast. You know, a uh, Green Hope played a tournament, a four-day tournament, a couple weeks ago in Cary at, at the sports complex. Apparently, he had a pretty good outing. You know, not at the bat. He only had four hits in four games. But he showed enough flashes, I guess, in the field and the scouts. It kind of caught the scouts' attention. I can't remember one organization, but they told me that they have, like, five top picks mm-hmm. and they have it first round they have like the 32nd pick and they were like um prior to that tournament i was maybe like the fifth choice or something like that yeah. and after that i've jumped up to their first choice so i mean everyone's saying different things and a lot can change from now to the first day of the draft so i mean now it's just me going on the field and maintaining everything yeah rocketed enough to the point that now he has to really think like okay Am I going to play uh, football at Carolina and baseball? Or am I going to skip college altogether and enter the MLB draft? To get those millions of dollars. To get the, to get the money, right. Um, so that's that's the decision. That's the crossroads he's at right now as an 18-year-old senior in high school. I told him yesterday, I was like, hey, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, mean, exactly. I, wish, I wish I had those kind of problems at 18. Yeah. Um, but has, that's, that's the decision he has to make. Um, he said he's met with several teams who have – Made it with, like I said, I've come down to carry. Yeah, I've actually had a meeting with one or two scouts a day since the tournament. Okay. And just going along and um, just going through the process, it's just ramped up ever since the tournament. Um, I mean, we expect, me and my parents, we expect it to get kind of crazy, but we didn't expect it to get this crazy. Like I said, I've been meeting with teams maybe once or twice every day. Set in his home, you know, with him and his parents, or come to work out. And just kind of get a—he's trying to get a feel for them. They're trying to get a feel um, for him. And since, I mean, this is since the tournament. The tournament started on April—I think it was uh, April 10th—was the first day of the tournament. And since then, yesterday I met with the Red Sox, uh, the Rangers last week, the Brewers last week, the Padres, the Mariners, um, the Pirates. And, yeah, meeting with someone today, but I can't remember what organization it is. So, I mean, yeah, everyone, every team is just trying to reach out and get their spill on and just trying to see what my interest is based on going to college or taking a draft. Basically, what they're doing now is trying to get a feel for which way he might be leaning because, like his coach said, 
those baseball picks are so valuable. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of them. So many rounds. But those baseball picks, they're so valuable. They want to make sure, okay, if we use a pick on this guy, we want to make sure he's going to be committed to baseball. This is, this is the way he wants to go. So I think right now they're trying to feel him out. And at the same time, he's trying to trying to decide what he wants to do. Either go play college football or skip college altogether and, and go make money and, and become a professional and play baseball. You know, the thing about that is it has many people wondering, like, do you want to put your body on the line uh, for a few years or, or do you want to, you know, preserve your body and play baseball? Baseball players make more money for they sure. Forever, they can play forever. Um, Julio Franco, one of my favorite players. No, nah, he's not really one of my favorite players, but he played on my favorite team. And uh, he was like playing till he was like 45 years old. So. The 40s, so, yeah. And uh, but but the thing that's in, important is, you know, if UNC lost this prospect, it would be very bad because earlier this year they lost. Oh, they lost. Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? They <laughs> lost his boy. Yeah, they lost Peyton Wilson. They that's lost Peyton Wilson. Yeah, that's his homeboy. They lost. They lost Peyton um, to NC State. I, I didn't know. I was like, what are you talking about? But yeah, that would be too. I hadn't even thought about it from that from that angle that they would lose. Well, Peyton never signed. I think this one would sting worse because. Jordan's name is actually on the diet line. He's yeah, actually signed. That's true. So I, I think this one would actually sting a little bit worse. But I mean, and his dad's a coach. His dad's a coach. coach. Yeah. But I asked him about has he talked to Fedora, and yesterday he said, you know, he, he's in constant contact with Coach Fedora. He said Coach Fedora understands. Like Coach Fedora realized when he recruited him that he knew he was a good baseball player and that this day might come. Now Jordan himself admitted he didn't think it would come so soon. He thought like like it might pick up at the end of the season. But like I said, obviously that tournament. He had a good showing, and he, he did enough that the scouts were like, okay, wait a minute, this guy, he's, he's kind of skyrocketed a little bit. Like one scout told him that they had five prospects, and like he was number five or six. Well, they had multiple prospects, he was like number five or six. But after that tournament, he kind of shot up to like one or two in their eyes. So whatever he did that week, like I said, he didn't have, he only had four hits in four games, and three of those came in one game. So he, he, he had two games where he didn't even hit the ball at all. So whatever he did in the field, and He's athletic too, so those you know those baseball scouts they always looking for athletes. Yeah, like sure. Remember, I remember in high school, not high school. I remember in college after his first year at Virginia Tech, uh, Mike Vick got drafted by the Rockies. He hadn't played baseball since like middle school. Yeah, but they saw he's an athlete. They saw he had a cannon. Mm-hmm. So they drafted him. Yeah, I mean, look at Russell Wilson. Like, look at those yeah, guys. I was about to like, say, like, yeah, yeah. So they they want athletes, but like his coach, Coach M said, and like Jordan even said himself, he thinks the scouts are now starting to realize that he's more. Than just an athlete playing baseball, that he's a he has the tools. Mm-hmm. He's an actual baseball player. Yeah, like he told me something that blew my mind yesterday. He's like, you know, he's I mean, he's a four star recruit in football. He's like, he's never had a football trainer. Like he never he he doesn't put in the work in the offseason for football like he does for baseball. Like he mm-hmm. said, he's always had a baseball trainer. He always does like extra work workouts for baseball. He said football just comes naturally to him. Yeah, he puts the work in for baseball, and like the tools are showing. And like one one. One writer from Baseball America told me that uh, he talked to some front off- some front office people and said, you know, he's a top round guy. He's a top several round guy, so, which means he can go into three or five round range. Mm. And like his coach told me, there it, it comes down to it now. Like, would it be worth missing college, depending on what the money is, depending on what the situation is, or go to college? And, you know, he still play for a couple years and then decide to play baseball. Like I say, he plans on playing baseball. At Carolina, but the decision right now is go to college or go pro. Yeah, and he's a, he's a really good football player. Yeah. I, I've seen him. He his route running. He he has moves and he can catch the ball. Uh, I think I, I remember seeing him at 
uh, UNC's uh, the end of the year football camp. I think it's called the Freak Show. Yeah, Freak Show. Yeah, and I think he went on one on one with cornerbacks probably about ten times and had ten out of ten catches. Yeah, I mean you watch his highlights. He's smooth. Right? He's just he's just an athlete. I mean. We've all seen the, the video of him dunking on the guy. Yeah. He doesn't even play basketball. He just, he just, he said he quit wild. basketball in middle school. That's wild. Yeah. And the thing, uh, Larry Fedora commented on it. He was asked about it uh, by a good friend uh, of ours, Ross Martin. Big Ross. Shout out, Ross. <laughs> Shout out to Ross. Um, and Fedora said that he does think about it, you know, whether he go to baseball or, or continue at UNC. But he said, Quote, it's out of my control. He's a very gifted player on the football field and on the baseball diamond. That's a great answer. I like Fedora. It's out of my control. That's, that's the, I mean, that's the best answer you can give. Though. That is. Yeah. You know, I'm sure Jordan would like to hear that. Yeah. Um, that he's not pressuring him. Um, but, it, you know, it's a big decision. And there's a great possibility that he could go play baseball. Did you get a sense of where he's leaning? I did not. He, he has a great poker face. Great poker I, face. I try. I like. I, well, I will say this. I asked him flat out. I said, "In your mind, right now, right now, on April 9th, two o'clock. In your mind, right now, um, are are you? Do you plan on enrolling this summer at Carolina and start football workouts?" He was like, "Yes, but I do realize that can change." Like Fedora, that's the best answer you can give. Yeah. <laughs> like that's as honest as you can get. Yeah. Like, at that moment, yeah, he's still gonna play football. But if a scout comes in and tells him, "Hey, we're gonna give you two million dollars," mm-hmm. how do you how do you turn that down? <laughs> right, to do something you love. I mean, yeah. I, I think baseball is his favorite sport. I think he's passionate, a little bit more passionate about baseball. Why would you turn down eighteen? Well, if you're eighteen years old, let's let's sidetrack for a second. Yeah, what time is it right now? Okay, it's almost two o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'm imagine he's probably sitting in some class somewhere in high school. Yeah. Could you imagine being eighteen, sitting in class, knowing that in a couple of months you could be a millionaire? Man, <laughs> just think about just think about that when you were eighteen in high school for a second. When I was eighteen in high school, I wanted to be so rich. Right. So, could you imagine he's in class, sitting beside his friends, and like, yeah, you know, in two months I could be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Playing a game that you love, and he and he he admitted to me like he he loves baseball. So, it's a tough. Well, to me, it's not that tough. I would yeah. I would go straight to baseball. Me too. But again, it all depends on like what round and and things like that. What round he's projected to go, and he still they still have like plenty of games left to play. Like he can really explode if he has like a good spring. Like he closes out the spring really strong. Mm-hmm. Oh man, he can shoot up some more. So he he can still improve his stock throughout the season. Yeah, it's crazy to think. And uh, you know, listening to Fedora's interview, recent most recent interview. Um, he has plans for Jordan Adams. Um, yeah, he said he said um, he's a possibility to use that punt return. So you lose that possibility, and, and you're definitely right that that would hurt. That would hurt. Yeah, but they have, they have ten baseball games left, not including the playoffs. Mm. So imagine if he goes on, on a tear these next ten games plus the playoffs. They make a deep playoff run. So let's say they get he gets thirteen, twelve, thirteen extra games, and just lights it up. Gets that back going, or, or make some spectacular plays, and just he'll keep climbing. But mm-hmm. yeah, he is, dang. If Fedora lost him, you know, this here's a guy as a freshman. He's he's gonna play next year because mm-hmm. you know they 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 lost a lot of receivers and they didn't have you know injuries and they didn't have a lot of top guys coming back. He was definitely gonna play. But I'm like you said, he's a, you lose him as a receiver, you lose him as a punt returner. Yeah, he he he, he returned three punts for a touchdown in one game. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean you lose that kind of talent. But I mean. 
the kid is definitely have a, he definitely has a choice to make, and like I told him, like I said, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. But I mean, we'll we'll play we'll pay close close attention the next few months. He said he won't make a decision anytime soon. Um, he'll definitely ride out the season, but he'll he'll keep talking to scouts, talking to to the big league teams. As a matter of fact, his coach said they have a game today, which is the tenth. Um, his, his coach said about three or four scouts will be coming down today to kind of watch him play. Well, they'll watch him take bat and practice. They may watch a little bit of the game, but right now, like I said, the big the big thing is they're just trying to fill him out and and try to see which way he's leaning. But if it goes anything like the way he went with talking to me, he, he doesn't really kind of tilt his hand one way or another. Is there a certain uh, round you may hear or salary figure? Did you did you may hear about? Okay, I'm definitely gonna uh, enter the draft. Um, my parents, we have talked about that, but okay. we haven't set a certain number yet. Gotcha. So I mean, yeah, that kind of factors in if I do go or not. But at the same time, it's more stuff than just that. Like the situation wise, more stuff than just my draft pick and how much money it is for right. me to take it. In your mind, right now, though, you already. Mm-hmm. Are you still enrolling in, in, in the summer and hitting Chapel Hill? Yeah, I am. But at the same time, I know in the back of my mind that there's a possibility that I wouldn't be. I mean, it's something we'll definitely keep close tabs on. What, like I said, it caught my attention because I realized his name was popping up a lot, a lot more after that tournament. So I knew he's a, a big baseball prospect. So let me, let me check him out and see has it, has any interest peaked a little bit around him. And it turns out that it has. So we, I can't wait to see what he does. We, I told him yesterday I wish him luck either way. Either way, you either play uh, college at North Carolina for free, mm-hmm. college football, or you get to go pay to play baseball. So yeah, it's a win-win for him. I think it is a win-win for him, a lose for UNC for sure. <laughs> a lose-lose because they yeah. were losing him on the baseball field and the football field. True, true. Um, and you know he's talented, and, and you know UNC had that off year last year, and they want to get back on top, and they had a great recruiting class. Yeah, it was greater with. Peyton Wilson, but you know they don't have him anymore, and that that definitely be devastating. Also, um, well, I have a moment here. I want, I want to shout out the fifth grade class at St. Timothy School here in Raleigh. <laughs> Please spoke, tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, I spoke there today, and one of the kids asked me if I had a podcast, and I told him we we had a podcast here, and he said he would listen. So, uh, shout out to the St. Timothy's fifth grade class. They were great. This is my second straight year going there. And these kids ask, they ask some awesome questions. So, they, the future is bright. Yeah. If I got to debate the future depending on these kids, I feel really good about it. Yeah, you said they were pretty sharp. Oh, my God. So, the first question was, was a young lady. It was her birthday. And she was like, uh, why do you think there aren't as many female sports writers? So, I looked at her. Right and off said, the gate. Hmm? Right off the gate. Right off the gate. First question. Yeah. I looked at her and said, so this is how we're going to start this thing today, huh? <laughs> and then I told her, I said, I should have called on you last because that's a really good question. Like, I should have saved that for the end. <laughs> but no, I mean, those kids were sharp. Another kid asked me about Marvin Bagley, his family situation, and the NCAA. And yeah. God, those kids, they were, they were on it, man. But shout out to uh, Miss Holland, a friend of mine, and the fifth grade class at St. Timothy's. Yeah. I like to see kids, you know, doing well in school. You know, the future is bright. Yeah, with that group. Oh, my God. Another, another small news. Um, Nizer Little, UNC's prospect, uh, won MVP of the McDonald's All-American last week and then the Jordan Brand Classic this week. So you have to think his uh, his future stock is going up as well. Um, do you know how many points he scored? He scored uh, twenty. He scored twenty four in the Jordan Brand and twenty eight in the McDonald's game. That's wild. And I know for I know for a fact he came off the bench. In the McDonald's game, I'm not sure if he came off. The, I think he came off the bench in, in the Jordan Brand too, but mm-hmm. I'm 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 100 certain he didn't start in the McDonald's game. But 
like I like I tweeted after the the McDonald's All American game. I said this dude playing. He's playing like he's tired of hearing about all those Duke guys in yeah. class. Like he's playing with a purpose in these All Star games. The interesting thing about uh, Nasir Little that I learned from his father is that he learned how to play basketball by watching YouTube videos. Oh yeah, I'm, in I'm middle school. That. In middle school, and now he's where he is now. Like he's going. I didn't know much about him because I hadn't, I hadn't seen him much. I mean, I, I mean, I read your stories about him, but like watching him play in these two All Star games, I'm like, how does like, how's Roy Roy has to start him next year? Yeah, like I don't know. Well, I told somebody this. I feel like Kobe and Nasir could just take Theo and and Joel's spot, and just plug in and put them around three seniors. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much I don't know if Roy wants to start a freshman point guard. I don't even know if Kobe's a point guard to be honest with you, but yeah, he's a combo guard. He's a combo guard. So I, I just feel like you, you plug those two in. I mean, you'll miss a little because Joe and Theo meant so much, but I don't say you not. Like, Nazir has to start. Yeah. No question about it. Yeah. He's so he's so talented. He has to start. Yeah. You know, I wonder what's going to come about of the FBI thing, whether he's cleared or not. Um, you know, his his name or his profile was mentioned in, in some of those FBI documents um, because Jonathan Brad Augustine uh, facilitated some type of deal with Adidas. Now it's important to realize that you know, Little's family, you know, was was not said in the documents as having facilitated it. It was all Augustine, which was the AAU coach of, of Little uh, or the director of his AAU team. And um, Nazir's father told me that they knew it, that everything, at least in regards to them, wasn't true. So it was kind of indicated that it might have been, you know, Augustine. or, or But uh, Washington Post came out with a story recently as well uh, indicating that uh, – there was court testimony that Augustine or his attorneys said that Augustine told him that, you know, he was going to keep the money himself and that he didn't tell the family. So we'll see what comes about that. You know, it sounds like good news, if true, for Little and yeah. being able to play next year. Dang, imagine if it was bad news and Carolina lost Little and Jordan Adams decided to go play baseball. Gosh, <laughs> that would be terrible. Yeah, man. that'd be really bad. Talk about a black cloud over your program. Okay, gracious. But, Sheesh. Yeah. So I, I'm, I just, I'm just, I'm ready to see these guys get on campus. I've watched them now two All Star games, the Duke guys and the Carolina guys. So I can't wait to see how they how they fit in on their respective teams next year. Me too. Well, that's all we have for you today. Thanks for listening. Check back with us next week. On Sports Now, I'm Jonathan M. Alexander. I'm Jonas Pope IV. Signing out.